Thanks for joining us for episode two of the Travel Days podcast. Today is March 8th of 2020, and today's episode is all about travel planning. We're selling our house, moving into a 25-foot RV with our dogs, and traveling the country. Everyone we know thinks they're crazy. Let's go find out. I'm Jeremy. I'm Andrea. Welcome to the Travel Days podcast. This week is all about trip planning and how we do it, or at least how we've done it in the past. For us, probably our trip to Colorado in the spring of 2019 is kind of the freshest trip on our uh, our brains for what we kind of do. So that's going to be the one we're going to use as a kind of outline of how we do trip planning. Because no matter what, if you're shooting from the hip or a detailed plan itinerary, you always have a plan for what you're going to do in your trips. For every trip, you kind of need to know where you're going to go. So figuring out the destination is going to be your first thing you're going to do. That would be helpful. Kind of would be. <laughs> so for us, we've had trips where we had a set destination. We're going to one place primarily and do little things along the way. Or we have a general idea of an area that we wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. So figuring out your plan of attack can come later, but you got to figure out that one place. And for us, we could have a spark from almost anything. It could be some food that you see on a YouTube video or on TV or in a commercial that might just say, ooh, I've got to have that. It could be a dream destination of somewhere you've always gone to. It can even be somewhere you've never thought to go to. All of those I know that we've used as little sparks for our trip planning and figuring out places to go to. Those and more probably, I would say. Yeah, cause, like I said, anything can spark it. <laughs> I just thought of something. Sometimes we're planning to go one place and we start plan- out planning and then it turns into <laughs> us going somewhere completely different or even doing something completely, completely different. Completely different. Like one time we were planning to go on a transatlantic cruise Um and it, as we were doing research for that cruise, because we had already like booked the cruise, booked it was the a cruise, cruise, yeah, paid for the hotel. Well, I don't know if we had paid for the hotels yet, but I know once we we hadn't gotten the flights or anything. No, we had not gotten like, the flights to come back. So what happened was we were doing research into one of the stops was Reykjavik on the cruise, and we ended up. Canceling the cruise and just going to Iceland instead. Best trip ever. That was probably our best decision ever to go to Iceland, but that's, I, I mean, I, that's I'm, how it happened. I'm huge on Disney cruises. They're amazing. Yes, they're worth a little bit of extra money you're going to pay to go on them. But I am super glad that we canceled that cruise to go to Iceland. And that was just something that it was like, it's like you said, it was a stop on a cruise that we were looking more into what to do there, and it just expanded into so many ideas of places we wanted to go to, things we wanted to do, and a completely different method of going on the trip because it went from going on a cruise to driving around the country in a happy, Ford, happy camper van. A happy camper van, which was a Ford Transit Connect. So yeah. you can get ideas from anything, and that that has been basically the building blocks of almost every one of our trips. I'm trying to remember how we actually decided to go to Colorado and what happened that 
I mean, I remember watching a lot of YouTube videos about, like, national parks and stuff because Colorado has quite a few national parks. I mean, it has Mesa Verde, it has Rocky Mountain, Black Canyon of the Gunnison, um, Great Sand Dunes National Park is in Colorado. So I know those were things, and then I know that we saw uh, definitely a YouTube video of a place to eat that, <laughs> that we wanted to go to Colorado for. I think there's also a little bit of hearing your sister, because didn't she just make a trip like to Colorado recently? I know that she went to Pikes Peak for an anniversary a few years back. Yeah, I think it was some kind of conversation. It might have been you and your sister or you and your mom talking about that. And then I was thinking, like, everybody always says just how wonderful Colorado is. But for us, it's like you never know, because... We tend to love places that not everybody else would go to. We usually, if it's a touristy area, we're like, um, no, that's not for us. We go still. It's just we find out that it's just not exactly the thing that excites us and makes us the happiest. But that was one that we talked about before. It was like, it'd be nice to go, especially seeing the mountains, the snow, and everything. And we did see all that. But I think those kind of things where it built the idea is like, Colorado would be a good destination because we planned an entire month just in Colorado. Yeah, it was, I think, the it was a month-long trip total, and I think it took us, like, four days to get out there and maybe four or five days to get back. So, I mean, we at least had a good, like, three, two and a half, three weeks there, I would say. So, I mean, that was just a, basically a conversation that sparked that idea. We've had it where we've had... Sp- spontaneous last minute trips iceland was definitely a spontaneous last minute because it was for our anniversary and we planned it in two weeks yeah i think we did (laughs) so we had that we've had longer trips where we have planned the previous year going to south dakota i want to say we planned for that for months yeah i planned that south dakota north dakota trip for a while we had our trip to maine that i think we planned in roughly a month so i mean we we've chosen our destinations and depending on how close it is, like, is how much the idea and the planning for it has expanded. But for anybody, it could be just something small or something huge that just gets the idea of a good destination or area to go to. Because it doesn't have to be just a destination. Uh, we definitely planned on other trips to go to one place, but the way that we did our travels like what we did going out to South Dakota and North Dakota, Mm -hmm. our plan was to go to the general area of the Dakotas, but we pieced together a trip where it went to all kinds of places, and the entire trip was an amazing trip. Yeah, because that one, that's another way to do a trip. Like you said, you can have a main destination. This trip sort of had, it didn't really have a main destination, the South Dakota trip. It was just that's the furthest point we were going and then we we're going to go up and then come back. So it was more focused on national parks and national monuments and national, like national park service locations that we could visit along the way. And then it ended up being like some, we found some of our favorite state parks in Minnesota, which was like a totally different, like a, we weren't even planning to go to Minnesota. And it just so happened that we found some parks there on the way there and on the way back that we really loved. Yes, and I think that every trip is going to have that little nugget of best thing about the trip you're going to find on everything you do. And usually it's not what you think it's going to be. No, because 
I don't know what would have been the actual, what we thought was going to be the best part of the Colorado trip. I think that we had an idea, the national parks. We love the national parks, national forest, state parks. We love visiting places like that. So I think that we would have said, okay, maybe Mesa Verde. I don't think Mesa Verde would, if we would have listed the four parks, I think it would probably have been at the bottom. It, Probably would have been in the bottom. And for me, it was actually at the top. It was my favorite yes. one we went to. Yeah, out of all the ones in Colorado, it was the favorite. Uh, we would have thought Rocky Mountain probably would have been at the top. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was nice. We, it's just, we liked Rocky Mountain. We didn't get to see all of it because the time we hit it, it was still snowing. We actually had snow on us while we were in Rocky Mountain. <laughs> and there was like a giant pile of snow, like, I don't know, 15, 20 feet 15, tall. 15, 20 feet tall? <laughs> yeah. So, roads weren't even clear for us to go through Rocky Mountain. But, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, we thought the national parks would be the best part of that. But it ended up being the pizza. Oh. That. Tell you right. And we'll have to talk about that in We'll a talk bit. about that here soon. But that ended up being the best part of the whole trip. Not even the destinations. Not the month in snow. Not cold. The, the hail. Oh, God. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, weather. We'll just say weather in general. All those things amount to very little compared to that pizza. <laughs> and that's another thing you do have to think about when planning your main destination is when you're going. Because, well, for us it doesn't matter because we like cold weather, but I know a lot of people don't like cold weather, so they would not have enjoyed Colorado when we went. Yeah, because I think there for a while, the highs we were getting was 50s, lows in the 20s. Yeah. I'd say while we were in Colorado, at least half the time. But then on other parts of it, we were like 70s and <laughs> 70s and 60s, highs and lows. Yeah, it snowed at Great Sand Dunes, like like blizzard snowed yes. when we were there. So if you're going to plan a trip, definitely account for what time of year you're going to go. And is this someplace you want to go to and have possible weather you don't want to be in, like are you going somewhere that could be cold weather? If you don't like the cold, either bring more layers or don't go. If you don't like humidity, don't go to Florida in the summer. It's always a catch. What is it called? A catch 22. Catch 22. That no matter where you choose, you might have an issue of some type with the weather. So just make sure that you're going at a time that's going to be most suiting to you and how you like to travel. Exactly. Once we have our main destination laid out, the next thing I try to do is look around the area um, and figure out other, you know, points of interest that we may want to see, what, whether it be on the way there, while we're there, on the way back, or something like that. Like, if it's a trip, we're pretty much just like a circle trip, you know, where we went when we went to North and South Dakota and we just went out and back. Colorado was different because we went, Colorado was our destination. So we did drive out there, but we stayed there an extended amount of time before we drove back. So with it specifically, I started looking at, like pulled Colorado up, you know, on a map or an atlas or Google Maps or whatever you use and started looking at some, you know, National Park Service sites or you know, state-specific sites, like in Colorado, you have Pikes Peak, yep. cities, um, and things that people have told us about. Yeah, there's a lot of places in Colorado, and we're speaking generally about this trip, 
there's a lot of places in Colorado that everybody said these are some of the best places to go to. Like ones I've always heard about is like Breckenridge, Vail, Aspen, because it's your big uh, ski resorts. And we love the Olympics. We like watching those. <laughs> so you hear about those a lot. Of course, you hear about Denver. I'm a baseball fan, so of course, you got the Rockies who are there, even though they're not the team I pull for, but it's still baseball. <laughs> uh, Colorado Springs, heard about that. So you hear about the places, but we try to choose, like, okay, where do we want to go? What things we want to see? And like she said, um, national parks are right now our travel go to. Definitely national parks, national forests, national monuments, anything like that. Because I guess you can say in North Carolina we have some. But, we have a handful maybe. Yeah. But as we move to other places for travel, we find more and more that we've never been to. That's so much more interesting to look at and everything. And you just got little things like that. And also we account for on our trips for where we're going to go to is whether or not it's dog friendly. Because definitely we want to be somewhere where we can take the dogs if it's for a little hike, even if it's a mile hike, or a dog park, dog-friendly cities. Because where were we in Tennessee? Was it Nashville? Yeah. Oh, Nashville? The, the dog park or yes. the Surveyorville dog park? Because there were two. Actually, both of those were actually really good. Yeah. They Both cities, Nashville and Surveyorville. Or was it Gatlinburg? It was Surveyorville. Surveyorville. Yeah. Both of them had... Very, very nice dog-friendly parks that we were able to get out, spend an extended amount of time there, enjoying it, let the dogs get out and play. We met a lot of nice people there and their dogs. Mm-hmm. We remember the dogs more than the people. Sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> we're dog people. So it's things like that that we look for um, on the Colorado trip. One thing that I've always had interest is is the old Route 66. So we made a drive through Texas, and we were out by Amarillo. Well, it just so happened that one of the famous roadside attractions from Route 66 was outside of Amarillo, and it's the Cadillac Ranch. Andrea hates me for going to the Cadillac Ranch that day. It's not because it was the Cadillac Ranch. I don't hate you. I just... Okay, you it bring it up every time you look at your shoes. It was a mess. <laughs> I will admit, we weren't expecting the cake wet mud you have to walk through to get out to the Cadillac Ranch. If it's rained recently. It, I don't even remember Normally, if it rained. Normally, it would probably be dusty. Yes. Because it's like that. But we hit it way. wrong. It, it must have been recently raining. It was, you step it on the walk path to go out to it, you went down two or three inches into mud. So you take two steps, you got to go kick off the mud. Like you were getting, it's like, like cement. It was like you would stick there. Like it was hard to walk through it. But she powered through it. We went out to Cadillac Ranch, enjoyed it. Well, at least I did. <laughs> Spent a lot of time getting our shoes back clean and went about our way. Uh, but it's just one of those little things that you're driving through an area and you're like, hey, I want to go there. And you, you take the time to go there. Because for most people, your trip to your destination is just as much fun as the destination. And that's what we try to do because we don't try to do a lot of driving. 
uh, in a day. We try to limit, I think six hours would probably be our limit for where we want to go. Yeah. So we try to break it up, three-hour little spurts here and there, do some lunch, do some meals, try to find something to explore. So we really look for stuff that would be of a little interest to us and everything. Uh, I know going out there, we also went to time-wise, and it is weird how a lot of things do fall into time-wise where we want it to hit. We stopped in Little Rock at the um, the school. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, the high school? Yes, the high school where... Uh, segre- I can't remember what it is now. <laughs> anyway, had that. Had the Truman House? The Truman? Hoover. 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 <laughs> That was a different trip. Was it? Yeah. Okay. That was the South Dakota trip. Okay, the trips are running together now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's a good thing because it's still a great trip. Mm -hmm. But finding little things like that is something that we love to do. And some of the other trips we've done, that's been some of the best parts of the trip. That the destinations we find on the way has been better than where we thought we would. Where, let's... I'll go ahead and spoil a little bit. I mean, Colorado was great, but it didn't live up to the hype. <laughs> Not for us, at least. I don't think it's Colorado's fault. No. I think it's such a well-traveled destination that you can't help but ha- hear other people's opinions and have expectations for what you think it's going to be. And so I think that was what hindered us in our enjoyment of Colorado. I mean, it's, there wasn't anything wrong no, with it. No, absolutely it was just, not. There are other places that we enjoyed more, but you're going to have that with everything, I think. I don't think... I just think that so many people have gone there, so we've heard so many things, and if everybody tells you how amazing something is, it can never be as amazing as they say. It won't live up to it. Yeah, so I think that's just the harder thing. So I think that's why we probably enjoyed North and South Dakota more, because... Nobody ever, nobody we know went there. Nobody talked about no it. No one ever talks so, about it. Especially Theodore Roosevelt National Park in North Dakota. Like, yeah. that's, it's one of my favorite places. And no, I had never even heard of it before we went up there. If anybody ever talks about the, the Dakotas, it is someone talking about Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, Sturgis. Probably. Around here, at least. That's yeah, around here. About. And that's about it. Yeah. I'd say, well, unless you talk about... I, well, I've heard of the... I mean, I'd heard of the Badlands. The Badlands, um, yeah. But it's not, like, the forefront of everybody's But, uh, but overall, it's like, you didn't hear much about it. So maybe that's what it is. Like, we've heard so much about Colorado, and it just didn't live up to the hype that we had put in our heads that it should have been. So the destinations on the way were some of the better things about it. Because, I mean, we had the hot springs coming back. We had Cadillac Ranch from me. <laughs> She's even giving me a nice look right now about that. It's not my kind of place. Yeah. The stop and tell you ride, which we do not regret at all. Yeah, and then, like, I really enjoyed um, the Million Dollar Highway from Uray to Silverton. But then I wanted something to eat once we got to Silverton, and because... Google lied to you? Google lied to me, but it was too early in the (laughs) season um, when we went, so I didn't get to get it. So that was like a sad day. But, I mean, even other things, as far as points of interest, I use those for uh, 
I would say Route 66, but normally I would say Route. Route planning, I don't know. But I wouldn't say Route 66 because that just sounds ridiculous. Yes. But so route planning is what I would do, you know, use those points of interest that we find. And then, you know, once we find those things, other stuff can be happening at the same time. Like, for instance, when we were in Denver, um, in the planning phase, I knew what days we were going to be in Denver. And that meant that Avengers Endgame... Endgame. <laughs> was going to come out and we we weren't going to be home to see it and we were going to have the dogs so we couldn't go anywhere and we did not want anybody to spoil that movie for us yeah it was so we were so scared that we'd get on Instagram or something and somebody would spoil that movie for us so luckily you... I found a drive-in in Denver that was playing it on opening weekend and there were literally like four other cars in this drive-in cuz it had just <laughs> hailed that day and so it was like on our way there it started hailing on us on the interstate and the interstate was like going super slow and but then we made it and we ate like drive-in pizza and drive-in nachos. nachos and we had the girls in the car with us and it was like such a fun thing that we did on our trip and it didn't necessarily have anything to do with Colorado but it's such a memorable thing that we did it's, because it's, of that it's the little things mm-hmm. and it even though, yes, it's something as stupid as seeing a movie on opening weekend, it's something that is going to stick with us because of that day. Because you had recently been sick. Because mm-hmm. when we got to Denver, you started getting sick. Mm-hmm. And you were like, nope, we're going to the movie. Because we had already said, okay, if you're not feeling good, we don't have to go. But we went to the movie, went through that terrible hailstorm mm-hmm. to get there. And then still had a blast with the girls there, eating drive-in food. Which probably gave us both heartburn, which I never get. And it's going to be something that we remember for a while. Definitely. But, yeah, so the second thing after main destination is we start looking for points of interest for different places that we would like to go. Once we have our destination and our points of interest all down, next place we got to, well, next thing we got to figure out is where we're going to stay. And as I said before, we don't really like traveling more than six hours. I think there's only one place we go to that actually will willing to drive over six hours, <laughs> and that's Disney World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other than that, six hours is probably our cutoff of the day because we don't want to be in the camper driving for too long. We don't want the babies to be in the camper too long, not moving around so much. So we start looking for the places that fit the time frame that we're going for. Uh, kind of on our pattern, we like national parks, national forest, state parks. Uh, Even county parks sometimes are really yeah. nice. Yeah, I have been staying at county parks lately. Mm-hmm. That's actually been really nice. So anything like that's what we're going to go to. Last resorts for us is like the KOAs and the uh, parking lot campgrounds. So if you like that, then that is perfectly fine. It, I mean, a lot of people enjoy full service campgrounds and stuff like that. So we're not saying there's anything wrong with them. They're just not necessarily what our first choice would be. Yeah. Everybody has what they're comfortable with and what they enjoy doing. For us, it's just not what we enjoy. We like being out a little bit more, but still have the amenities that we want. It's mostly because our dogs just bark at everybody, and if we're that close to people. <laughs> They're miniature schnauzers. They like to bark. <laughs> they do. They're friendly. They say hello to everybody. That's right. So, 
Um, for us, it's primarily, as long as we have electric, we're good. Even though we have generator and we have solar, we do tend to look for a 30 amp plug just to plug in. That way, if we need, if it's a hot day, we can run the air conditioner with no issues. Without having to run the generator. Without running the inter- Just because I don't, I, don't, I don't have anything against generators either. I just think, for me personally, I don't like to run them because I think they're loud and obnoxious for people that are trying to enjoy quiet camping. But we I, had one. I th- I don't think it's the only experience. one. That was a very bad experience for the one that put the bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. And it was at Acadia in Maine. The people beside us basically wanted to run their generator all day, all night, so they can run all of their air conditioners, their TVs. It wasn't air conditioners because it was not hot. It was like in the 40s. It was in the 40s, but yet they had to run their generator all day long. And we were like literally sitting right next to it because it wasn't one of the it was one outside of their camper it wasn't like a bit like ours has ours is built into our camper in a compartment this one was one that was sitting outside and it was sitting outside on our side and you know campsites back up to each other so where we're sitting out at a fire their generator is right next to us just like (laughs) yes all night so it was just so it's we, a courtesy thing. I just don't really like running our generator if we don't have to, basically. We do sometimes, but it, it's not very often we do. We we definitely don't run it as much as what the book tells us to do. That's true, which is probably a bad thing. <laughs> it probably is a bad thing. but So we mostly look for electric. Um, for water and sewer, we have tanks large enough to handle us, so we'll usually fill up our water whenever we're coming in. And the way that our camper is actually set up, it's very easy to, if we're going to stay somewhere for an extended amount of time, to just pull out, go up to the dump station, dump our tanks, and then come right back. Very easy, very convenient. I don't see a big deal about it, so I'm very comfortable doing that. And usually, even if a campground, yeah, just has a dump station, usually we don't stay anywhere long enough to need sewer hookups anyway. I mean, every frequently, we'll probably definitely be doing it more often as we start full-time traveling. But all of our previous trips, we definitely didn't need to. Like, if we Four needed... Four days is about where we yeah. limited. So it's about when one of our tanks would be getting full is whenever it's about time for us to go anyway. So we haven't run into the issue much where... We need to actually leave and go dump our tanks for some reason. I think the only time I've done it is actually on my work trips. Probably. So, actually on our trips that we actually want to go do and not ones i got got to go do for work, it doesn't come up very often. Yeah. When booking our nights, uh, recreation.gov, Reserve, Reserve America, America mm-hmm. have been our two biggest tools that we've used because you can kind of zone into an area on a map and you get whatever options are in the area that you can actually do. So that's very been that's been very useful. Also at the same time there have been some states we've gone into where that state controls like it's state parks where Minnesota was one. South Dakota. South Dakota. I believe I think South Carolina is on Reserve America. Yeah they're on Reserve America now. Mostly recreation.gov is like what national forests and stuff like that. And then Reserve America is mostly state parks and then some private parks and things of county parks, maybe things of that nature. But yeah, so those are the things we primarily use to actually book our nights and stuff like that. 
and for a trip coming up we're actually using other resources to look for like BLM and things like that but for this trip that we did that's the resources we primarily used was if it was a state park of a state that actually controlled its system mm-hmm. use their websites and probably the the ones that have the I think Tennessee is Tennessee one that has their own state Texas Tennessee they have their own one of them does well, I, I think Texas is now with Reserve America but I think Tennessee's another one but basically South Dakota's reserve and Minnesota have really good reservable, like they have a very good website and user friendly to reserve places. They're more the Minnesota's definitely more expensive as far as state but parks well go. Well worth yeah, what you're gonna they have pay. Have very good state parks in Minnesota. Minnesota, you only have one state park I didn't like, and that was just because of it was a holiday weekend around a big city. I mean, yeah. it, it, we were outside of a big city, but other than that immaculate campgrounds with amazing bathhouses that were all like fully refurbished to great standards. I mean, really nice state parks. So the little extra price that you pay for places like that is well worth it, especially if you use the bathhouses. Cause if it is a campground that has a well-maintained, clean bathhouse, we have no issues using them. That way we're not filling our tanks as quickly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go to Fort Wilderness at Disney. You would definitely use those bathhouses. You would use those bathhouses more than you'd want to use your own campground. Oh, your camper, <laughs> not campground. Probably your own house if you live in a house. I mean, they clean them every. It feels like every hour they're cleaned, they spotless. Sm- the best smelling bathrooms you've ever like bathhouses you've ever been to in your life. I bet. So they're the ones at Fort Wilderness at Disney are just like fantastic, and um, so yeah, that's what we do. We basically just look through kind of drive times, figure out what areas we're going to be in every, you know, six hours or so to figure out where exactly we'd like to stay. Using the path that we are looking at, because we're not wanting to go, oh, we want just interstate, oh, we just want back roads. We'll do a little bit of both. We do avoid tolls, though. We do avoid tolls. <laughs> and there has been one time where that has bit me in the butt very hard, and I regret it. <laughs> And New York, I still, yeah, okay, never mind. It was mind. Connecticut. It was Connecticut and New York. Yeah. <laughs> Connecticut and New York. That was on the way back from Acadia. That was not that a very good day. was a very bad day. We didn't have the camper that we have now, though. We did have a trailer, a tow-behind trailer when we went to Acadia, so. But still, I will pay the tolls to go through those two, sta- those two states going forward ever, ever again. Other than that... I avoid the tolls. Mm-hmm. We look for approximately six hours on Google Maps in the direction we're wanting to go. But if we have somewhere where we want to just veer off, we'll veer off. We can go completely different directions. Uh, if there's a harvest host we want to go stay at or anything. If we're just driving through, like we've talked about only wanting to drive six hours. But I think coming up. We're going to do like a quicker trip. It's probably still only about six hours of driving, but we're not going to be booking places to stay. I think we're going to use Harvest Host and even like an app like Cracker Barrel. You can call ahead to Cracker Barrel. They have RV parking and a lot of those will just let you park in their lot overnight 
and you can get, you know, dinner if you get there at a certain time, or you can get breakfast, breakfast the next morning. Cause get breakfast. Cracker Barrel has the best breakfast, but they have places all over. We would much rather stay at Cracker Barrels than Walmarts. Yes. Like, a lot of people do overnights in Walmart parking lots, which is fine. We've done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually louder. There's a lot of people in and out if they're busier Walmarts, and so we, we like Cracker Barrel for that kind I of thing. I think in every time we've actually stayed in a Cracker Barrel, I think there's only one time I can remember where there was actually more than us and one other RV. And that was the one outside of Savannah. Uh, and I think there was like three or four. But even then, I was like, it wasn't that bad. And definitely, even by the highway, I still enjoyed the Cracker Barrel more than I have the Walmarts. And usually they're right next to hotels and other things. So, you know, they feel, feel more secure, I think. I mean, you're definitely not ever secure, secure, but, I mean, you have a little bit more peace of mind at, at places like that. But, yeah, there are tons and tons of different resources and websites. If you boondock, you know, you can go to freecampsites.net or you can go to BLM, the BLM website. Or there's tons Harvest and tons of Harvest Hosts. Uh, Thousand Trails. Yep. I mean, Passport America. Whatever tools you want to use, use them to the fullest ability that you can to make sure that your trip is going to be something you're going to enjoy, not just driving there, but also where you're going to be staying. The last part of what I could say is our, I don't know if it's the last part, but the last main part of our travel planning that we do, I'm not the professional at it. I've tried my hand at it. <laughs> I've not done well at it. So Andrea usually takes care of this. I think I try to do it going through Illinois, coming back from the Dakotas, and I think I got a day into it and I was like mercy I give up <laughs> but that is your best uses of where you're going to stop for gas where's the cheapest place to get gas where are you going to stop to get your groceries is it going to be a grocery store is it going to be a Walmart where are you going to get any kind of dog food if you're like us and have dogs cause ours are special dogs where we have one who's allergic to everything she has to have a certain type of food, and we can only get it at certain type of places. So, those are things that we had to plan for. And Andrea is 10 billion times better than I am because I don't know what I do wrong. She can look over <laughs> me, tell me exactly how to do it, and I'll still do it wrong. I think you just have to have patience more than anything. Like, I look up rest areas, restaurants, activities, you know, places to avoid. Um, like you said, dog parks groceries, gas, because I remember specifically from um, South Dakota to North Dakota, the day that we left Custer State Park and went to Medora, where Theodore Roosevelt National Park is, along that stretch of road, there are only a few gas stations. If I remember right, it was two gas stations in the entire span. Yeah, and for me, I like to know ahead of time Things like that. Some people might not, it might not bother them and, it, you know, it would be fine. But me, I like to know. So I generally will pull up Google Maps and sit down and go along the route and find out exactly. In satellite mode. Yeah, in satellite mode. And look to see if there are, you know, rest areas and places to stop. Because, like I said, we might drive six hours or something like that. But we do stop 
um, semi-frequently because we let the dogs, you know, go out for a little walk or something so they're not cooped up in the vehicle too long. And, you know, we like to make sure there's a rest area along the way. If there's, like, nothing along the way, is Because one of us different. has a bladder of a baby. Well, I mean, we have... If you're driving, it's di- more difficult because... You know, you can't just be like, okay, I'm going to get up and run to the back. It doesn't work like that when you're driving. But, um, so we do, you know, stop at need rest areas and stuff like that. But so basically that's what I do. I just pull up Google Maps, put in, you know, the start and end, and then just go through and look for anything that might be along that route that we would need. You know, if we, I feel like we'll, like Walmart or something specifically, I would look and see if there are any Walmarts along that route. So maybe I'll have another tab up and have Walmart's website up and, you know, have their um, location finder and just type in where where we are on that specific day and see if there is a Walmart. Because whether you like Walmart or not, you can find almost everything there that you would need. And they're everywhere. Some grocery stores don't have, um, but it's... And it's just a little bit easier if, you know, than finding tiny grocery stores or something. I think up to this trip also, we're good Sam's members. So you get the discount for the um, fuel from Flying J and uh, what's Flying J's partner? Pilot. Pilot, yeah, Pilot. So you get the five cent off discount. So they actually have a really great website where it tells you exactly what the gas station has amenities, everything. So if you are a Good Sands member and you are looking for that five cent discount, that's a great tool to use. It's actually Pilot Flying J's uh, website and app. We just don't use it as much because for some reason, both Pilot and Flying J have become one of the more expensive gas stations to stop at. Yeah, so we use the uh, Gas, gas Buddy, Buddy app <laughs> to find gas Gas stations. Buddy app. It's a free app. And it has been amazing. You can put in what you're looking for. If it's unleaded, super, premium, diesel, propane, whatever you're looking for. Dump stations. Dump like stations. Anything randomly. Put it in there to the search filters and it's going to pull up a map of whatever is available in the area. It'll give you a rundown of how much it is, what's the cheapest. And then you can go into map mode and it's going to show you on the map where it is. And then if you click on it, it's going to give you directions how to get there. So for a free app, it is amazing. And that is our go-to for finding almost anything when it's fuel-related, propane. It's great because it's user-submitted. So basically, you know, anytime we would pull up to a station, we would enter the prices just to make sure that they're updated. But they, people update that All constantly. The time. So, I mean, it's... It's only been wrong price-wise. I think once, and it was, that was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. Where it had been updated like for days or something like uh, that. But it wasn't even, I think it was cheaper than what it yes, actually it was. said it was. So. so it worked out for us. <laughs> yeah. It did work out for us that time. But So that's, I mean, I guess how that kind of thing works out with planning or specific things that we're actually looking for, but for, it'll be different for everybody. For everybody's going to be different, but I mean, that's what we look for is where we're going to get our fuel, where we're going to get our food, which is our fuel. Not necessarily where, at least if there is somewhere on is the somewhere. route to get fuel. So we'll know whether we need to get it before we leave our, you know, destination, where 
our leave our last stop do we need to get it before we leave there or is there going to be somewhere along the way to the next place to get it yeah because maybe think about it like for this colorado trip you're going through texas and if anybody's been through the roads of texas you might go a very long time before you see something else on the road so you might want to know if you're going to have a fuel station coming up where you can get gas because i know of one time that i pushed a vehicle to the absolute limits where it said I had, what, two miles left I was going to run on Yeah, it was, that was in Minnesota. That was Minnesota, <laughs> and there was zero gas stations. I was like, oh, I'm going to find one. We didn't look before we left. That was the problem. We didn't look because that was a something changed up that day. I was like, oh, we're going to be good. No, I pushed it till it said two miles left before I'm on like out of gas. We got lucky that day. We got lucky that day because we also had a headwind where I was losing more fuel than I should have been, too. Mm, and that was in the turd, so that was yeah. in the Jeep. So you never know what's going to happen, but always have your plan of, if, if that's the type of planning you do, uh, where you're going to get your food, your fuel and everything, or take a chance, go two miles left on your gas tank, or just carry a gas tank with you. <laughs> that might be a good option. When it comes to trips and how you plan for them, it also comes to what kind of trip is it? Are you going to plan it out? Is it something spontaneous where you come up with a wild hair idea? Hey, let's go here for the weekend. And it's a Friday when you need to leave like right now. Get the bags packed, throw them in there, let's go. <laughs> so depending on what it is, like your trip can turn out to be an amazing trip or a terrible trip. It all is up in the air, and you never know what's going to happen. And that's actually the fun thing about traveling. You never know really how it's going to go. Your weather could be great. Your weather could be terrible. You can plan for the most amazing trip, and nothing works out. That's true. Our anniversary, our fifth anniversary, Andrea planned out an entire wonderful planned out excursions from a cruise oh we were in alaska at this point we yeah. was in alaska and for our anniversary she planned out a whole day of stuff get there too much fog couldn't get on the plane mm -hmm. pouring down rain yep and really cold and all we could do is just walk around catch a can because we couldn't plan for another excursion or anything else so definitely even though you plan something you might need to be a little spontaneous on what you got to do as your backup plan. Is that the day we went to get in the pool on the... Yes. After it stopped raining that day? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yep. We turned our rainy day into a rainy pool day. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like a heated pool. storming. It was like... I mean, it was raining. It wasn't like lightning or anything. Yeah. I mean, it was just rain. So it wasn't like a big deal. But yeah, spontaneity. Another way to look at that is as far as, you know, a spontaneous trip. You can look at it as spontaneous things during your trip like you know on our Colorado trip on the way home we had planned and booked even a state park to stay at in Texas um, but we actually ended up staying two nights at Hot Springs National Park at their first come first serve campground instead we had made so many plans that was one reason why we went to Texas we had planned to go to Franklin's in, mm. oh, in yeah, Austin, in Austin. Mm -hmm. in Austin. We heard 
best barbecue there is, even though we've had some really good barbecue. Rodney Scott's in Charleston, if you want to know, who's my favorite. <laughs> but we were going to go to Franklin's, and we knew you had to be there super early. But where our travel route was, it was like a four-hour drive to Austin. Get there at like 5 o'clock in the morning, stand in line till noon, then get the food and still drive another four hours to where we're going to stay that night. So we love our food. We love... Everything about it. And I'm sure we'll go there. I'm to sure Austin we'll go. To but eventually. I could not justify an eight-hour drive and standing in line for four plus hours in a single day. Because we had just Austin. We want to spend more time in. I've been to Austin before. You've been you to Austin. I haven't. She's told me plenty, so I want to spend more time there. So it just wasn't in the cards for that trip because. In my job, I have a certain amount of time. I've got to be back at work right now mm-hmm. as of today. And I had to get back in that window, and it just wasn't going to work. So we made the decision. I think it was the night before we basically said, okay, that's not going to work. Let's book another night in Hot Springs, try to get there super early. Which well, we you there. can't book Hot we Springs. We can't book it. It's first come, first we serve. We booked it. Yes, we booked it, we to, booked it. to Hot Springs. We're, we're early birds when we're traveling. We're usually up and gone by 8 a.m., but I think that morning we were going like at 6. Oh, it was, the sun was rising. We have a photo of it. Yeah. It so, sunrise. Spontaneous changed it, and it's actually for the good because we got to Hot Springs at like 10 o'clock. We got one of the like creek sites. Creek oh, site. It was so nice. It was so nice. Walk out from the camper, be grilling out on our picnic table, right there above the creek. It was so nice. It's but, a very good campground if you ever get to go to Hot Springs National Park. So even though you might plan something, you've got to be spontaneous at some points and also have your backup plans. On the Colorado trip, we had planned to do... Golden Gate Canyon State Golden Park? Golden Gate Canyon State Park. And... Everything on their on their website said nothing of what issue we ran into. We got there. There was no the dump station was closed. No, what's the first? We'll start where it really started. We had to go up some really strange roads to get there because the main road wasn't open from where we were coming from. Oh yeah. From where we're coming from, from yeah. the Denver side, it was open. Yeah. We get up there, and. We were told, okay, you got to go to the visitor, visitor center to check in. We checked in, and they're like, okay, the showers in the campground are closed because it's not spring yet. This was May. It was in May. I mean, yeah, but I mean. We understand that it is a later spring in Colorado, but it was like end of May, and there are no showers on. We're like, okay, we can figure out something about the showers. Started traveling up to the campsite. We're like, okay, let's go by the dump station and go fill up a potable water because the map showed where it was. Well, the dump station was closed. They didn't tell us that. No, they at didn't. The, at the visitor center. So, could not get to the dump station to get water. Well, it showed that there was water connections out in the campground where you can go fill up your tanks. Went to those. They're turned off. So, everything was off of the campground. And I think we didn't have any water, and we needed to dump both. Yes. So, it was poor planning on our part in that instance. But, 
it, it was something that we, it was just a, a random occurrence that sometimes you're going to have those and you can't do anything about it. So we basically, I think we sat in the camper for about 30, 40 minutes trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to just tough it out, try to just stay here, make the best of it, or... Because it's a gorgeous, gorgeous. state park. Oh, my oh God. man. And the it's campsite... So we, pretty. The campsite we had was a great one. Yeah. It was, un, it was very sloped where it took a lot of stuff to get get us level but gorgeous campsite mm-hmm. but we're like okay for four days extended amount of time we're like okay we can't do this it's like we needed some water we needed to be able so we just decided to say okay let's Try to see what else options we got. I think the other one of the other options was okay. We'll we'll take the camper, go out of here, go find a dump station and we water did. to fill up with. That was one of our options we could have chosen, and then just come back. But I think it was it was so difficult for us to get up there. We were like, we don't want to go all the way back down and out of here, and then have to just take the camper and the car all the way so back Because there's so many up. tight switchbacks. Going backwards and forwards up that mountain, going up to it, from where we're going to. So I think we were just like, if we go down, we're not coming back up. <laughs> yeah, because I think it was like later in the day too. It was. It was pretty late. So we got on Colorado's uh, state park website, found mm-hmm. the park that we stayed at, actually just north of Denver. Saint Vrain. They had openings. We so jumped on it. Jumped on it. <laughs> yep. Same price. We went and we had a great stay at St. Vrain, mm-hmm. even though Andrea was sick for some a few of it. days. Yeah. Yep. So, just being spontaneous, having your backup plans is going to be a part of traveling, and you need to account for that. That it's going to happen sometime because no matter how much you travel, if it's just a little bit or a lot, you're going to have times where you have to come up with a backup plan, and maybe even a backup plan to the backup plan, and be spontaneous and. The biggest thing we can suggest with that is just roll with it. Don't get upset. Don't get mad about it. I know I'm probably one of the worst people who could actually give that advice because <laughs> of how my temper is sometimes. But you've got to do it or else it's going to just ruin your trip. Yeah. Not sure how long that's been, but I think that's enough for episode two of the Travel Days podcast. Thanks again for joining us. And we should have another podcast out in about two weeks. Yeah. That's still our plan, two weeks. Oh, because about two weeks and three days from now, with our fingers crossed, <laughs> our that will be the closing date for our house. That's true. So with that, the next episode of the Travel Days podcast is going to be kind of my venting and processing episode of why I'm leaving a six-figure job to travel full-time and enjoy life. So, thank you again. Thank you so much for listening to Travel Days. If you'd like to follow more of our adventures, you can find us on YouTube at A&J's Travel Days. From there, you can find links to our website, Instagram, and more. Hope to see you out on the road.